This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast. The 40 years of, of playing PlayStation and six plus years in their games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to be part of future conversations, check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, all the links in the description below. That's right, down there. If you, want to, if you want to, you can. You, you can watch us record this show live. Head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist and you'll never know what you will watch. Because for those that are, were here live, you uh, things went interesting before we even started the show. This is, t- this is attempt two for, for reasons. <laughs> and if you want, you can support the show, you can. You can uh, share the conversation, tell your friends, tell your family about this little PlayStation pod. Uh, be sure to go to Podcast of Choice, rate, star rate it, write, written review, all that. Uh, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. It all helps its own little way. Uh, you can support us financially at patreon.com slash popculturist. Or you can buy our merchandise, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Except if you want to buy the Full of Players logo, can't, DMCA takedown, two and a half years later, please shut that shit down. So, no no shirts for you, Max. Bad news bears. I'll get one of the Josh, fa- Josh Face ones. Oh, that's a good, yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to get around it, I guess. <sighs> How you been? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Yeah? Yep. Mm. Same as five minutes ago. Yeah, feel like, <laughs> see, this is the thing. I feel like I've done this before. Yeah, it's the, you're getting the sense of deja vu. <laughs> just break the fourth wall for a little bit. Like this happens all the we'll time. Part like the kimono. not just yeah, part the kimono. Um, <laughs> like it's the thing. Like with shows, they're like, oh, okay, well, oh, we got to start the show again, and you have to literally repeat a conversation, and it feels weird, doesn't it? Mm. So once weird. again, work and kid. Yes, yes, it's been fun. That's no, been it's been an alright week. It's been alright. Weeks. Uh, jo- work is getting on my nerves, mm. but. Uh, just politics and yeah. nonsense and <clears throat> stuff that I shouldn't really have to be dealing with that I'm now having to deal with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is kind of just getting me frustrated because the one thing I liked about my job is I go to work, I do my job, I go home and I don't have to think about it. Apparently now I have to think about it. Yeah. Frustrating me. But, yeah. you know, such is life. And then, uh, you know, my kid's doing all right. And she's, you know, a butthole at times, but, you know, I tried to put her in her own bed last night. That did not go well. There's she reasons that James still sleeps with us. Ended up sleeping with us. And then woke up at the crack of dawn after going to bed at midnight. Yeah. yeah. Kid life, man. Sucks. Uh, Sucks yeah. us. So, you know. What about yourself? Uh, good. Good. So, uh, work. Uh, work is, is... For us, it's essentially just getting ready for that straight-up lockdown. It's coming. For those that don't know, uh, in Victoria, we've <laughs> returned to stage three restrictions in the metro area. So, we're regional. So, we're not, we're not affected by them currently. But it's a matter of time because yeah. they're, 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 restri- they're like, we have restrictions. They're kind of loose, but they're restrictions. You can do this. You maybe can do that. I don't fucking know. Like Dan Andrews was a little bit vague about it, but either just, way. Did you see the guys in uh, Melbourne the other day got $26,000 fine for like- For getting bo- dirty bird. For, for bulk ordering KFC <laughs> catering. <laughs> so in short, the, the, the best thing about this story is, yeah. So there's a 20, there's like a big order for 20 meals or something of KFC. And someone through delivery or Uber Eats or something, mm. right? And some, somehow the police got notified. And they're like, that can't be right. And they go to this place and there's a house party breaking, 100% breaking social distancing rules and restriction rules. $26,000 worth of fines. Better be some damn good chicken. Idiots. Idiots. Catch is good though. It's not, it's not For hard. a succulent chicken meal. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not hard to do the right thing. That's true. And like, everyone's complaining. Dan Andrews, but no, the, the, he, he, our premier, or our governor for those in America, he's done nothing wrong. No, he's done pretty he's well. Done, he's, he's, he has to correct all your behavior, populace. I, I saw, when, when this all first started, I, I saw a meme that I, f- I found quite funny, and it was just, um, the, the spread of coronavirus will be based on two things. How dense the population is, and how dense the population is. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and apparently yeah. Melbourne is both. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty dense. Uh, but yeah, no, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully we're, we're all right. Mm. Um, yeah, so updates from last week. Um, without going into too much detail, inside still hurt. Uh, my back end is still in pain. Um, hence why we had to start this show for the second time because it just decided to be like, mm! so I had to go and medicate. Um, that's all good. But on a, a, a plus side, <coughs> aside from that, is uh, a new Ryan Get Less Fat update. 19 kilos now, past the 19 kilo mark. So when I mention that like to everyone, when I say I only, I round up to the nearest kilo, well, sorry, I round up mostly whatever's closest, right? Yep. So right now, yeah, 19 kilos on the, on the nose. I think I'm like 19.1.2. Where previously last week I, was, I said 18, but I was like 18.5, <clears> I think. <throat> yep. So I'm not gain, losing a kilo each week. I'm just kind of getting close enough to it and makes it easier to explain. Um, so yeah, so as we talked about last week, so 20 kilos is presumably right around the corner. Mm-hmm. That is halfway to my weight loss journey. My mm-hmm. plan is to lose 40 kilos or get close. So, cause I weighed it, started at 140. I want to get a hundred, get to a mm-hmm. hundo. My original plan was to lose as much weight as I can before PAX. PAX isn't happening. So I still have uh, three more months pretty much on the day to lose as much as I can before PAX. So that's the plan. But, we talked about this last week as well. We touched upon it. We didn't. I really, didn't really dive too deep about the idea of like some twenty kilos is, is my midway point. It's my mm. halfway point. Like you know, when I started my journey, I bought this chair as a this beautiful Mizuki racing chair uh, as a reminder of myself to what my journey's on. Like this, mm-hmm. I bought this. I spent the money for this journey because I needed a chair, and it's just it's it's a reminder. Mm-hmm. So now I'm at my twenty. Uh, I'm about to hit my twenty mark. Is I, this when I get my chair? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I need to do something to commemorate this or to get something to put it on a shelf or put it in the house. So what you're telling me is you're doing a naked calendar shoot for Millie. Oh, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till you. <laughs> is that the or is that the end one? That's the end goal. That's, That's the end reward. <laughs> Only fans. <laughs> Only fans. Jeez. So <laughs> bad. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm thinking about something. There's been some good ideas pitched to mm. me. Uh, Mom was like, "Why don't you do one of those cool experiences?" I'm like, "Everything's in lockdown, mate. <laughs> don't appreciate it." But- Why don't you go? Yeah, you can go bungee jumping. Yeah, woo. No, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I've been thinking about it. Like, I don't know what I would do. But some- I want something commemorative. Um, someone, someone threw out a tattoo. Hey, didn't didn't you want to get a a, a voice? clip of your son i did um the difficulty about that making that look good is tough because it's quite close and you gotta allow for tattoos to expand over time mm-hmm. and stuff um but yeah because one of the things when it comes to a tattoo my argument has always been i'll do it when i'm thinner mm. so i'm kind of can't argue it anymore <laughs> because i'm literally heading in that direction yeah so yeah that's the that's the where i'm at in terms do of- it just be careful what because once you get one you literally can't stop they're like pringles mm. <laughs> Do love Pringles. <laughs> so the thing for me is, I I have to, I'm I'm weighing up what I get. I have some options, and uh, oh fuck, I'm telling here. So obviously one of them is the PlayStation symbols because I'm a big dork. And oh, we're talking tattoo artists. Talking okay, tattoos, cool, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, cool, so cool. so for me, uh, I I would like my <clears throat> tattoos to be a represent, and this actually lands quite nicely in the whole twenty kilos, right? Is because for me, I if I was to get tattoos, I want them to be a uh something that i love or something that helped define me or in, in my time up so what i'm hearing is you're going to get the sacred symbols tattooed on your chest with the circle being your nipple is that that's what i'm hearing you're close <laughs> no so obviously the placement symbols are one because a it's a big part of yep. who i am i've been playing for 25 years of my life or whatever there's a pretty much big majority of my life mm-hmm. i've been playing playstation um, and to me, the it means more. <laughs> these symbols mean more than PlayStation to me. They mm-hmm. mean this. They mean, you know, the time that I've been in Games Press, you know, the things that make me happy in life, which is gaming. Um, I'd love to get my son's name on there or as, a, as I mentioned to you in the past and we just, you brought up a second ago, I have a, a waveform of him saying, love you, daddy. And that I would love that somewhere as well. Uh, additionally, uh, because Kevin Smith is a massive influence to me, I wouldn't mind getting Jay and Silent Bob in some fashion. They did, they did a cartoon series a number of year, years ago. So I, I've got a nice photo of them as cartoons. I thought that'd be cool. Uh, and then to really bring in my fucking emo, angsty teen roots, 
was, I've, I've always thought about getting one. You know, the hologram from Van oh, Yeah. No, don't do that. Why not? Because you're not a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. That's the last you heard. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of, for me, yeah, these these are things that are big influence, that, that were big influences yeah. or things that have shaped me in some way. And, you know, I think my son's pretty big one. No. And, you know, obviously PlayStation gaming, that'd be a hobby because that, you know, that gaming, that, that moment that I got my PS1 when I was like, what, seven or eight years old has led to everything up until this point. Like that was that key moment in time, you know, like I played gaming throughout my years. It helped me cope through, through many struggles. Uh, you know, it, it helped me find myself, find my voice and create this. Uh, and then you know, get get my, the job that I have now, and so on and so on. And and Kevin Smith is you know a big influence for me of what of what got me into creating content. And then you know, I was a big emo kid in my teens, and like you know, still that band him is still one of my favorite of all time. So yeah, where would you get it? I have no idea. Oh, because right now, because I've still got a little bit of weight to lose, right? So I'm obviously not going to get it like all across my boobies. Because like the boobies will be gone soon as I push them together for some reason. Um, I'm thinking a lot of thingy forearms. Yeah, see, I like. Place. I mean, obviously, I like forearms. I've got. Mm. I've already got my next one lined up for to, to go in what here. Do you got, what you, so what have you? So for context, right now you've got. So I've got, um, the Final Fantasy VII antagonists on one side. Yeah. So I've got Sephiroth, the big sword, but not, and I've got the pro tags on the other side, on the opposite side. So you know what I love about now that I've played remake, I know who they are. <laughs> it's context. They got Cloud and T- T- Tifa? Yes, although that is in the... Um, that's the Final Fantasy VIII design. That's the yeah. Final Fantasy VIII design. Yeah. I just shoved the Final Fantasy VII characters in it. <laughs> and then on your back, you've and got... And on the back, I have the fairy tale symbol yeah. from the anime fairy tale. And upcoming game. A gigantic web. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, so that's why I'm like where I'm thinking that I would probably end up going. You know I mean? Yeah, it's good. Oh, this pillow's doing fucking nothing. But they are super addictive. Like... Yeah. Um, I originally was like, I'm never going to get a tattoo. It's not for me. It's not for me. And then my wife got one and she's like, oh, you know, and then, you know, for my birthday, she's like, I bought you a voucher to get a tattoo done. Yeah. Now I've got three. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, my wife has eight. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's just something I think, I think because it would, it, they would be likely be gaming related or mm-hmm. sort of something around that. sort of like that, that, that big influence. Just whether I do it and how big do I do it? Because, you know, like, do I just get the fucking pierce? The PlayStation symbol's like, just down my arm, the big fucking huge one. I mean, you could. I could. That'd, that'd look all right. That'd be all right. That'd be all colourful and shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know they charge by the hour. Yeah. Not by how big it is. Yeah. So if you get something tiny and it takes 20 minutes, they still charge you an hour. Well, yeah, I could probably get a couple done. Just fucking <laughs> tear it apart. <laughs> I go there, like, here are my four ideas that we can get it done in three hours. I'm like, done. Hurt. I'm like, oh, it's it's really not that bad. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just like an annoying sort of. Sort no, of it's more like um, the best way to describe it is you've got a really bad sunburn and mm-hmm. some dickhead's just poking you constantly. Oh, it sucks! I hate that. <laughs> I hate that feeling. It's not so much painful as it's irritating. Yeah. Uh, Cast in the chat also adds, it took me so long to find a design for my first tattoo, and now I have like five. Yeah, I think that's the big thing. I think once I cross that line. And that's probably when things will change. Because right now, I'm probably like, I'm just scared to get one because I don't know how I want to commit to it. Uh, just no matter how big you decide mm. to go. Like my I first mean. one was quite big on my back. Mm. Do it in one sitting. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, I'll come back for the color next time. Because you won't. Yeah. Just just sit there and do it. Yeah. If you've got the time to to, to to block out, do it in one go. Yeah, that probably be, would be the plan. I think, yeah, because I think the reason, the other, the other reason that I've picked the ones that I have is because they haven't changed. In like the 10, 15 years mm. or whatever, they are still on that list. They have never dropped off that list. They've, and they've been like, oh, no, no, you know, you should get the Batman. Maybe we should get ABX one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like those things haven't changed. So I'm like, well, they've been sticking points for a big part yeah. of my life, so I don't see them changing anytime soon. So, cool. Anyway, first to talk about some games. I'm, I, I, while you read this, I'm going to lie down for a sec because it's starting to hurt again. Um, well, I'll quickly dive into what I've been playing. Oh, yeah, shit, what have we been playing? Because, because I'm going to go a bit ranty. So if you want to go first, and then you can lie down. Uh, I've not played a whole lot this week. The only thing I pretty much I played was uh, just a, a Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, which is dope. Still dope. So that's out now on Nintendo Switch, not PlayStation, which makes me really sad because wouldn't mind some tropes. I'm going to take the microphone with me as I go. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been playing that for a while. I'm just going to literally face this way. Yeah, so it's been playing. <laughs> 
Uh, so I've been playing, uh, yeah, Story Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Game's pretty sweet. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. So there's a there is a video coming in a couple in the coming days. We're scripting that now as we speak. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot. I've been pretty away from the PlayStation, to be honest. Man, this is so much better. Well, I dove back into Borderlands Three with the release of the new DLC, uh, Bounty of Blood. Oh yeah. Now. I've never been more disappointed in a Borderlands DLC in my life. <laughs> it was ridiculously short. So, <clears throat> pretext. That's my share moving. Borderlands 2 was one of my favorite games of all time. The DLC that came out with Borderlands 2 was absolutely phenomenal. The big standout being Tiny Tina's assault on the Dungeons and Dragons. Brilliant. They added new characters. They upped the level cap. They did all kinds of crazy stuff. So far, we've received three DLCs for Warlands 3, no new characters. They've all been maybe two to three hours long, and they're just not good. There's, there's nothing to them. They, they feel so light in content for a $75 season pass. Yeah, but or, what if or, I was to say that Borderlands t- 3 wasn't even that good? I, I agree. Borderlands 3 was a huge letdown <laughs> compared to the rest of the season series. So, yeah, so that was a disappointment. So, you know, I stupidly bought the big, the big boy with the season pass included. So I'm going to play them because I've already purchased them. But yeah, that just, it just wasn't enjoyable. And the other game that I've been playing this week, apart from like the games I play every week, like Valorant, Rocket League and all that, I dove into the Mortal Shell open beta on Epic Games. Oh, so this is the one that you were complaining <clears throat> about last week, yeah? Yeah, so I was complaining about this last week because, in my opinion, they, they did a very poor job at handing out keys. They were kind of sending 20 keys out on an email list to everyone with the same 20 keys, and it was like, oh, if you didn't get it, sorry. And there was like 1,200 people on that email list. So after two days of people complaining, uh, they announced on Twitter that it was going open beta and everyone could, could get in on it. Uh, so this is an upcoming PS4, PC, everywhere title. And it's a very Soulsborne-esque game. Uh, it's just a smaller, a, a smaller scope by a little indie, by a, a smaller indie team. And the big gimmick of this is you have shells. So there's essentially what is like four classes, and they are your shells. And there's some interesting mechanics. Uh, it felt very slow and clunky compared to what, uh, say, Bloodborne and Dark Souls did. Uh, but Dark because Souls itself was pretty clunky. Like Dark, Dark, Dark Souls was clunky, but it also depended on how you played it. So, as it stands now in Mortal Shell, I've only been able to find big, heavy, two-handed weapons. So everything feels really slow and um, heavy. That sounds gross. So I haven't, I haven't spent too much time with it. I am very much looking forward to the final product. Uh, but as it stands now, it's very, it's hit and miss. I'm not sure yet. Okay. But I, I am keen to play more. Hopefully, it's um, so. Hopefully, there's more variety in its weapon choices, apart from like just big, heavy, two-handed nonsense. With this being a beta, so is is do you mean that is like is a multiplayer beta or just a literal like a? It's it's very similar to Neo. How Neo had that beta? Yeah, I would I would put it similar to Neo. So it seems like you play like what it what is essentially like a demo area. You have. You have a tutorial area that has your, you know, your tutorial boss and it teaches you how to dodge and attack and use the harden gimmick where you harden your shell so you don't take damage for a short period of time. Uh, and then it, it, once, you, once you get through the tutorial, it throws you in and it's like, explore. And there's just a, a little level that you can play. It's got a few bosses, some, some mechanics and whatnot. Uh, it plays quite well. I mean, I was playing it on PC because it's only available on PC at the moment for the beta. Yep. So I was running it at 4K, 60 frames. Beautiful. Looked really nice. Very um, A lot darker than what the Dark Souls and, and Bloodborns were. Uh, but yeah, I'm very interested to see the rest of it once it's fully released. Uh, they did say that it would be, because it's a smaller title, it would have a smaller price point, which is nice. Uh, so I'd definitely check that out. Okay, it's so it's not to, so it's not being a, a full, no, full price. No, they're saying it's a shorter experience, so it won't be a full price title, mm. and it is coming to PS4, Xbox, PC. Oh, speaking of full price, that uh, that's a silky smooth transition into the news. This section is called Inform the Players. We tell you <laughs> about what happened this week in PlayStation. Now, one thing that's been a hot topic this week, Max, is the price of games. Yes. 
So, uh, <laughs> got it sucked in. He's like, coming off last week, off the uh, NBA 2K stating that they were going to uh, increase the cost of their NBA game by $10, uh, uh, the R- uh, MSRP for, for uh, American, going from 50 USD to 59.99, uh, oh, which has yeah, been... Sorry, so 59.99 to 69.99. Yeah, uh, yes, sorry, yes. yes. It was, yes, 59.99, so 69.99. And, um, which is really weird messaging because Madden is giving away free upgrades. <laughs> <laughs> but coming to the table this week, uh, Corey Barlog, brilliant designer, quote, Cre- creative director, creative director of uh, Sony Santa Monica. Yes. Uh, he's quoted on, I think it was on Twitter, games need to go up in price. I prefer an initial oh, increase. Oh, I thought in that pro- was it. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, games need to go up in price. No. Thank you very games much, Corey. Need- <laughs> games need to go up in price. I prefer an initial increase in price to the always-on cash-grab microtransaction-filled hellscape that some games have become. The irony here is that 2K Sports Basketball franchise is famous for its aggressive monetization model, and despite its higher price tag, uh, the I would imagine they've still got their well, yeah, so like with what, 2020 was like $7, and it's free on PS Plus right now. And uh, that bitch is littered with microtransactions. I mean, littered. Look, I'm all for microtransactions and games that are free to play. Like, no, you, need no, to, that, going down. you need to pay your developers somehow. You need to make money somehow. That's just what businesses do. But when you're charging full price for a game, and then, and then some, yeah. it, it seems a bit egregious at times it does a bit so like this is the discussion that i had the other day but at the same sorry to cut you off but at the same point if you want to spend your money you spend it how you want to oh yeah it's it's your money of course so spend it however however you deem like and that's i think that's the big thing when it comes to microtransactions is it is we don't always need like dumb people are always going to be dumb well, like at the moment, so for like st- if they want to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on FIFA Ultimate Team, then it's their money. Like you know. Well, see, for instance, I've been playing Valorant, uh, Riot Games' new first-person shooter. They came out with some dope dragon skins for their guns, and I really want them, but they're fifty dollars, and I refuse. I refuse to pay fifty dollars for skins on my guns. Fucking ew. Well, is one of the, can you earn them at all? Can you grind your way no. through? No, you have to purchase them. Oh. There is no way to to grind for them in game. Letting people know that I'm still down here. Because um, the discussion that I had the other day around the pricing, right, was around how this will affect Australia, here in Australia. And because right now, like, a brand new game we talked about last week, 99.95, 109. Like, th- this debate has seems to, has, has increased, uh, in really increased since last week. So last week it was kind of like a, yeah, maybe we should look at this because maybe, maybe they might increase. But from our conversation last week, it looks as if this is happening. This is 100% happening. As of PS5, shit's getting to 109.95 or 119.95, depending on how they want to go. It's um, it's 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 happening. It's go time. But it'll be interesting to see if we, because like obviously our MSRP is 109.95, but I can't remember the last time I paid 109.95 for a game. Yeah, no, yeah, because like we stated last week, you know, our our JB pay they make minimum amounts of profit on their video games because they obviously sell bigger big high-end electronics so they don't care if they make money on their video games they will sell them at almost cost price so we're we're paying 64 to 69 dollars for a new release game and everywhere here price match yeah so in the u.s they never budge on price whereas you could you know you could walk into an eb games and go i want this and they'll be like cool it's 109 dollars and you'll say okay well i'll go next door to jb and pay 64 dollars they'll be like okay well you can pay 64 dollars here because we price match, because we would prefer to get some money than no money. Mm. It's it's um yeah, it's, yeah. As we talked about last week, because you know, like to be honest, we're in a predicament uh, because we're very lucky with the position that we are in. That we we do receive uh, you know some some game codes, review codes from from publishers and developers here and there, and uh, you know that does alleviate a lot of, a lot of their costs for us. So. Uh, compared to you know your average consumer who may only have enough money to buy X amount of games a year, uh, they are like instantly going to be throttled by the idea of have of having to pay more. Like, but there is also this weird line. Like, if if the competition's still there, and right now we're paying what sixty nine dollars for a new release, and and then suddenly it's seventy nine dollars, 
and everyone's like, oh, I can't afford it now. I don't want to make that judgment call, but it's isn't that an issue that's greater than uh, greater than the gaming is like it's more of a personal hobby well, sacrifice question, like yeah, because we are like gaming is a boutique hobby, like it is expensive mm. and. It's never, it's never not been. Well, I look forward to seeing what this price increase does to the likes of PlayStation Now, Games Pass, EA Access, all of those. You pay for your subscription and you get access to a library of, of, of games. What do you, as in, like, do you think this will, like, well, because like, it wouldn't surprise know, me if they, if they have, if they increase as well, right? Like. Because you know the one of the big reasons here is yes, games cost more to develop. Games have you know have increased over time in terms of what they their total cost will be. Yet they've even in all these years with regular inflation, it should have already gone up, but it hasn't. Mm. So, as far as I can recall, I think PS Plus has gone up twice as, as long as we've had it, or I've had it, I guess. Yep. And um, even then, it's both, like both pretty reasonable times then you just kind of forget that that's what they cost now yeah i must admit i don't pay for playstation plus often i kind of wait for their their big buy 12 months for 50 percent off and i'll buy like three yeah and then i just don't have to worry about it for three years so you know bargain hunt where you can yeah 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 and i because I, I, I because we're not completely in that digital future yet i don't i don't see I don't. Yeah, until we until we remove that old until we we do hit that old digital future, that competition will still exist within storefronts. Therefore, we're never going to be playing paying that full price that that we believe we will. Like you know, this, that this increase will come from. Like we aren't going to be suddenly forking out 120 bucks. It's, not, it's just not happening. Yeah. Like you, you know, as I said, we started this generation 109.95, and right now the the most you'll see is 99.95 for a base game. That's excluding any fucking fancy pants edition they decide to put on there. So we've actually we've actually seen a price decrease here in Australia. So um, going to understand that as well as we discussed last week. Mm. All right, we talked we talked about that lot about that lot uh, over the last two weeks. What else we got? Anything anything cool? Uh, we got some Ghost of Tsushima news. All right, Ghost not, of Tsushima. Woo. Not not too much. Uh, obviously, Ghost of Tsushima received a new trailer this week. Um, I haven't watched it yet because I kind of, I'm just, I'm just keen to start it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on blackout, even though I don't really care about the game too much. I'm still keeping that blackout ahead of, um, uh, ahead, ahead of its release on Friday. For those of, for those of you who have pre-ordered it digitally, the preload is now available. And as of today, it's sitting at a 35.37 gig download. That could change if it receives a patch between now and then. Oh, I just like hold my ass because it's fucking hard. Um... 35 is pretty manageable, man. Yep. Seems very reasonable to me. Compared to like The Last of Us is what, 199, 95 or whatever. <laughs> That's the price. Call of, Call of Duty's 200. Jeez, I, I, I don't understand how they can do that, man. <laughs> like right now you can only play. If you have a 500 gigabyte PS4, yeah, you one can of, play. One of my friends has a 500 gigabyte PS4 and he has two games installed on it. Oh my God, that's so gross. <laughs> Uh, we got some more Hitman 3 news this week from the uh, from the team. Quote, Hitman 3 is about closure and this on the storyline. It's a trilogy and it's just as crazy as it sounds. It's a love letter to our core fans. The team goes on to state that it is publishing the capabilities, uh, pushing the capabilities, sorry, of its AI to, to its absolute limit while allowing players to carry over all of their locations and unlocks from Hitman and Hitman 2 into this third iteration. What IO Interactive really seems to stress, though, is the fact that Hitman 3 is the darkest installment in the series yet. Uh, Michael Vaught, main writer on the game, adds, quote, Hitman 3 is clearly more dark and more brooding than the previous two chapters, which in a way brings the game as a whole closer to the tone of the story. Uh, Nick Price, lead writer on Hitman 3, coins it a dark spy thriller. I... That sounds interesting. Dark spy thriller. I really like the fact that they've gone... Uh, we understand that Hitman... That our original Hitman, Hitman 2, has its own place. We're going to make everything playable in this third iteration. I think it's really good that they've used their assets that they've got and you can mm. go back and play everything from this new one. I feel it. Mm. I feel it. Um, Hit- Hitman's never really been a massive... Excuse me while I pillow my butt. <laughs> Hitman has never really been a franchise that's been a strong 
on my interest. Like the, I remember playing Blood Money on PS2 and loved that, mm. but like it's never really been. Oh God, I love Hitman. So like I'm even though I'm excited for this, I know there's people. I, I'm interested in this side. I know people are gonna be excited for this. Um, yeah, because if you played one or two, because oh, I have, I, I, I own one and two. I've played them both. Mm. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed them. I look forward to seeing how it finishes. Very nice, very mm. nice indeed. Let's talk some dinosaurs. Yeah! yeah. I, totally got, I totally got up off the ground at the exact right time. <laughs> Buddy also adds in the chat, Hitman 3 needs a platinum trophy. Yeah. Because that's a good question, though. Because, like, you and I aren't really trophy hunters. No. But I know, like, you know, I know there are people, including Buddy, that, that like, because this is a bit of side discussion, around trophies, right? Because mm. as as I alluded to at the start of the show, uh, start of the show with uh, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, it's on the Switch. It's not on PlayStation. However, I would have loved for it to be on PlayStation because I would have loved to get trophies for it. Mm. You know, like I'm not a big trophy hunter, See, but I, I like having them there because the idea of hitting achievements on Nintendo means nothing because there is no meta game. It's just yeah. in-game achievements. Not See, I'm one of those people that's like, I'm going I'm to play this. I'm going to play this. Mm. And then I leave it with one trophy to go. And I'm just like, I can't be bothered now. Like, I've been sitting on one trophy left on Bloodborne for, like, five months now. I'm just like, What's eh. the trophy, though? Kill one boss. I was going to go kill this one boss. Wait, was, then how How have you finished the game without doing it? Because it's an optional boss. Ah, oh, okay. Buried deep in its bullcrap randomized dungeons that they put oh, in. I was okay, just like, fair. eh, can't be bothered. That's fair. Can't be bothered. Um, but, yeah, so... Are you so you're not deterred by a game? Like I'm not. not de- I'm not deterred. I'm not deterred by a game not having a platinum because let's face it, I very rarely get them. Mm. But I do. Yeah, I, I do like having the option to. So like, I like with Racer. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Well, see, when when Final Fantasy VII Remastered got announced, I'm like, I'm gonna platinum that bad, but I have not gone back and played it again no. since I finished it. So in theory, I like platinum trophies. In um, in practice, yeah. I know when I talked about last week, did I talk about going back to The Last of Us Part 2 again? Yes, because I was going to do it. Yeah. And then you said you should play it not on the Pop C account. And I'm like, well, oh, yeah. then I have to start it again yeah. again. So I said, I started playing it again this week after you mentioning it. Um, So yeah, I've put it on very light or light plus, whatever it is, because there is no trophy for difficulty. God, that auto assist is, uh, it's, it's, fuck, it's lenient. <laughs> but it's really handy though because it's allowing me in New Game Plus to really just scour through and grab everything that I need because a yeah. zombie comes up and I'm like, oh, pfft. And then I'm just like, go back to looking around and, you know, it's, it makes it a little bit easier to, to get those little hurdles. Mm. So back to back to Dino time. We're going back in Oh, Dino. yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, it looks like the remastered version of the 1997 classic Turok is coming to PlayStation 4 in the near future. A trophy list for the title has been spotted AC. on Exophase after being available for just over two years on the Trophs. Xbox One. Unfortunately, it doesn't come with a platinum trophy. Oh, shit. Well, buddy's out. Buddy's out. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to see old games get the face Look at me accidentally linking stories together. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, no no platinum, but it could be coming soon. See, I never played Turok. I wasn't a Turok. I was a Dino guy. Crisis guy. I was a Dino Crisis guy. Yeah. And even then, I remember it that well. It's because I think Turok was on Nintendo consoles. Yeah, and I played... Cause I, remember having, I remember hiring Dino Crisis from Network Video and Turalgan. And, uh, yeah, and loving it. Well, since you spoke Last of Us, let's uh, let's talk about some Last of Us Two and the horrendous shit that has been going down. Oh man, oh, we we didn't poor... touch on this last week, did we? No, the horrendous crap that has been going on over the last week. <sighs> Do this. So let's start off with some good news first before we dive in before we deep dive into the the muck. Naughty Dog is currently on a hiring spree. Uh, particular interest must be paid to the role of a level environment designer, which makes explicit reference to a single player game. Mm-hmm. We know the studio is still working on a standalone multiplayer game for its post-apocalyptic franchise, but word of an all-new narrative should energize fans. Yeah, so that could lead to some DLC or help them get ready for whatever their next title is, because mm-hmm. you know, even though there would be a downtime between now and whatever their, their next step is, but hiring now would imply that there's something more in the works. So they they they, they may have been already in post on uh, sorry in pre on something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Now let's get to the shitty news. Awesome. So earlier this week, love it, and Off. some of last week, some voice actors and some game designers and people who worked on The Last of Us Part Two have been receiving absolutely horrendous messages on Twitter. Yeah. 
Uh, mainly uh, Laura Bailey, voice actor who played the role of Abby. Abby. Yeah. Um, they were just getting horrendous threats, menacing, mm. just horrible, horrible shit. Uh, director Neil Druckmann has also spoken out about some of the vile messages that he's received, uh, as is the case uh, with the comments sent to Laura Bailey. So the uh, Naughty Dog's official statement was, although we welcome critical discussion, we condemn any form of harassment or threats directed towards our team and cast. Their safety is our top priority, but we must all work together to root out this type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discourse. If you don't like the game, you have every right to not like the game, but it's not the actor's fault. Yeah. Okay. You can't blame them for playing a role. They didn't have any... They didn't write their script. They're not freeballing it on the stage, going freeforming what they're saying. It's they were hired to play a part, and quite frankly, she played that part brilliantly. It's it's, it's, it's the quote, and she doesn't deserve the crap that she's been getting. It's the quote from Ben Affleck in Jane Sunbob Strike Back. You know these are fictional characters, right? Fictional characters. Am I getting through to you at all? Like this is the thing. How do they not understand that she isn't Abby? Look, I don't mean to alarm you, everyone. Robert Downey Jr. isn't fucking actually Iron Man, just in case you weren't sure. He's right? probably rich enough to be Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> as an example, like Luke Skywalker isn't actually a fuck. Sorry, Mark <laughs> Hamill isn't a fucking real Jedi. Cool? You understand that? Yeah. I know you understand that because you're not a fucking moron. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with half of the gaming community if not more i i I don't i I don't get it i don't understand it it actually it's actually incredibly depressing and i talked about this last week as well and we'll touch upon it again i cannot believe that this is the community it makes it, it it is it is tough for me to be want to continue being part of this community when we're seeing these level of death threats and violent acts, uh, you know, statements of violent acts or anti-Semitism or sexism or racism, whatever, just because they played a part in a game or they wrote a game or they were involved in this particular game that you don't like. And as I talked about in about in the episode of a uh, uh, Dash Gamer that I was in, Dash Gamer podcast I was in this week, you know, a lot of the a lot of the frustrations that are coming from the gamers appear to be around some of the quote unquote liberal sections of the game. Right. Mm. And it's one of these things like there is, there was, there is no agenda pushing here. These are just characters. If anything, you're, you are just, these people are just getting angry about their having lesbian people, trans people, or potentially non-binary looking or more androgynous looking characters just existing. Mm. This is a lot more about them than it does about the games. Right. It's it, it's it's absolutely disgusting, and the, the way these the way that the targeting that Laura Bailey is getting, the way that she's being treated, same as Neil Druckmann, it's fucking disgusting. We as a population in general should be fucking better than this. I don't know what has happened. What point in time did we become go down this dark timeline where tribalism's number one and it's us versus them constantly? And if they remotely are on the other side, you have to fucking shun them, kill them, or whatever. Like, it's fucking dumb. It is so so dumb. The level of game. Like, I know it's you know it's it's not a common thing, but the level of gamer entitlement is fucking ridiculous. It yeah. is genuinely embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. My asshole hurts. Nice to know we're on the same. <laughs> oh! I, I gotta walk this off. I'm walk this anger off as well. Well, <gasps> just like Ryan leaving everybody, Hor- <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West narrative director John Gonzalez has left Guerrilla Games, moving to a new AAA studio in Barcelona where he'll be tasked with building an original open world with a new cater of like-minded, crazy, ambitious developers. Gonzalez, who also wrote Fallout New Vegas, played a massive role in the development of Horizon Zero Dawn. In addition to creating the title's overarching lore, he wrote 90% of the main quest and served as an editor to the other writers. He's also contributed heavily to the development of the title's forthcoming PlayStation 5 sequel. Ah! It's a real bummer for someone who wrote 90% of Horizon Zero Dawn to be leaving. I I would imagine, you know... It's not obviously Horizons uh, F- Forbidden West. It's not nearly done. Yeah, well, um, and for someone to be their their head editor and and write ninety percent of the original law to be leaving seems like a bummer. Yeah, because the expectation is as I return to the floor because 
standing and sitting is the worst right now. Um, oh, God, the pain, the pain, the pain, Max. You don't understand the pain. Um, the interesting thing here is because we've pre- we we've put, laid down some predicted timelines here, right? We Correct. think that like Horizon Forbidden West probably be presumably early next year, right? Like March 2020. So right now, there's not going to be there. Sh- in theory, shouldn't be any more massive story beats. There shouldn't be any massive rewrites or anything. We're 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 in we're in the home stretch here. So as the head writer. He was the head writer for Forbidden West. As uh, well? Narrative. Di- oh, I'm not sure if he was the narrative. Di- he was the narrative director for the f- for for Guerrilla Games. So okay. So imagine, yeah. So his role was to sort of pretty high up. Yeah. Yeah. His role was to to, to help push the story in a, in a specific direction and to see uh, where it's going to go. Oh my goodness, that sucks so bad. Um. So yeah, if the story, like if right now they're, they're no longer really focusing on that story is the heading, maybe like they've built up everything because presumably they've been working on this game for a, for a couple of years now. Uh, like all those big story beats um, have probably have been met. Yes. Oh. oh, this is incredibly distracting, but we have to do the show and <laughs> God, it sucks. All right. Let's talk some Sony news. All right, I'll let you, I'll let you run through that. I'll be right back. Okay. So, Sony has invested $250 million into Epic Games. In doing so, they have become a minority shareholder. Back in 2012, Tencent purchased 40% of Epic Games. So, according to a statement from both firms, the deal cements uh, an already close close relationship with the pair, this being Sony and Epic. Quote, working together to advance the state of the art in to state of the art in technology, entertainment, and socially connected online services. Fortnite and other Epic Games properties and technologies will continue to exist on other platforms. Although Sony's portfolio of entertainment assets will be leveraged by the developer to quote create unique experiences for consumers and creators. Uh, it's an interesting development then, uh, and the one that seems destined to expand beyond PlayStation as the organizations discuss and intersection of creativity and technology which will lead to a convergence of gaming film and music this could explain why the new unreal engine stuff was shown off uh at sony's uh state of play not long ago uh and with more news about sony and developers uh an update on last week's uh lay technologies so less than 24 hours after Sony announced 250 million cash injection into Epic Games, Sony may be due to another round of business talks. Layu Technologies, the Hong Kong company that has been linked to a potential acquisition by Sony, has ceased trading. This means that a takeover is currently on the cards with talks between select parties already taking place. However, should Sony issue a successful takeover bid, it will have to stave off considerable interest from Tencent. Bloomberg reports, quote, talks between Layu and Tencent are ongoing and could fall apart, the people said. Don't forget that the company in question owns the likes of Warframe developer Digital Extremes and Splash Damage, who in the past bought out Brink. More recently, the studio has been said to, uh, has been heavily involved in the development of exclusive Xbox One titles. This story is said to be, uh, it'll be interesting to see as, uh, there should be an outcome very soon in the next few weeks. Uh, so we discussed this last week about Sony getting its hands on a more multiplayer-focused developer in um, Digital Extremes who developed for Warframe. But uh, with with the, with the $250 million cash that they just spent on Epic, it will be interesting to see how they do with uh, their takeover successfulness with Layu Tech. Hmm... Where am I? We got some more Assassin's Creed news as well this week. Uh, 30 minutes of gameplay has leaked online. This seems to be uh, running a newer build. Uh, this seems to be running or has, has been shown to be running at 60 frames per second, but the, but the button prompts are not of a PlayStation controller, leaving us to believe that this could be the, the PC port of Assassin's Creed. Uh, it looks very similar to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 
Uh, it does show off the main character's skill tree, and it also shows off a boss fight. What have I missed? Uh, I just mentioned about Sony and Epic Games injecting $250 million into Epic Games. Oh, and that then, makes sense, especially with the big showcases that... Uh, yeah, I'm like, it makes sense that they showed off the Unreal uh, Unreal Engine. Uh, so they're now a minority shareholder. Yep. Tencent owns 40% of Epic Games. Uh, there was an update on the Layu Tech story from last week. Oh, yep. They've stopped trading, so a deal is imminent. They think Sony's got them. But Tencent also want them, so and Tencent's mm. got money out the Wahoo, so that, that that's the, they do have that sweet Wahoo money. And then I just mentioned that the uh, thirty minutes of gameplay has leaked from Assassin's Creed this oh, week. Oh yeah, it looks exactly like, <laughs> and it looks exactly like Odyssey. Um, <laughs> but they showed off the skill trees and a few boss fights. Yeah, so I apparently like the it. big boss fight got leaked. Yeah, so I haven't watched it. Same. Um, but yeah, it, it from what I've heard or from what I researched, it shows that it's a newer build shows that it was running at 60 frames per second but it had no playstation button prompts leading us to believe that it is the pc version mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the title it'd, it'd be much easier to leak a pc version anyway so i would agree with yeah. you dark pictures little hope after being delayed it has now got a new release date of october 30th this year not bad on was the pla- it august originally something like that? uh i think it was now okay or was it september no yeah september maybe uh on the playstation blog series director and executive producer pete samuels says that little hope is inspired by classic horror movies such as blair witch hellraiser and the witch quote after bearing witness to the town's gruesome past and the terrible events of 17th century witch trials hellish beings pursue them relentlessly trapped in little hope they try to figure out the motivation of these demonic apparitions before the evil forces at work drags each of their souls to hell Little Hope will feature some gameplay improvements after Supermassive Games took feedback from nice. Man of Medan into account. Alerts can now be utilized when you're about to trigger a quick-time event. Context-sensitive icons are now used for interacting with objects, and a floating camera allows you to control the action at all times. Love it. Brilliant. Those improvements sound amazing. That yeah. story sounds great. Um, I really didn't dig... Like, I played Man of Medan. I haven't finished it. Didn't really dig it. I didn't really dig Man of Medan either. I tried playing it with my wife, mm. and we just weren't feeling it. Yeah, but that, the the idea of like a little hope I presume a town and it's yeah. like spooky shit happening in town. Sweet, I'm in. Let's talk some Far Cry Six. Yeah, uh, so it's a early, big one, boys. Mm, so earlier this week, Far Cry Six leaked before Ubisoft forward. Ubisoft has since confirmed its existence. That is correct, Amundo. So the leak also confirmed the rumor that uh, Giancarlo Esposito of Breaking Bad will star in the game. Quote, Welcome to Yara, a tropical paradise frozen in time. As the director of Yara, Anton Castillo is intent on restoring his nation back to its former glory by any means with his son Diego, following in his bloody footsteps. Their ruthless oppression has ignited... Oh, I'm sorry, the speakers are on. <laughs> uh, their ruthless oppression has ignited a revolution. The store listing uh, is what the store listing read. Of course, both versions come with pre-order bonuses, so there seems to be a standard and a collector's edition. Cool. So you play as Danny Roja. I'm assuming that's how I pronounce that. How's it spelled? Uh, R-O-J-A-S. Um, a local Yaren and become a guerrilla fire uh, fighter to liberate the nation. Fight against Anton's troops in the largest Far Cry playground to date across jungles, beaches, and Esperanza, the capital city of Yara. Enjoy makeshift weapons, vehicles, and amigos, the new fangs for hire to burn the tyrannical regime to the ground. You keen for this, Ryan Ubisoft? Open? Fuck yes! I love Far Cry. I'm super hard for this. And like, and obviously to have Gus Fring... Because like we talked about this last week uh, a little bit as well. It's about how it was rumored to be involved in the next Far Cry. Yeah, no, I'm super in. I am 100% in here. And uh, it's, it is one of the reasons why I would like to wake up a little bit earlier uh, ahead of uh, Ubisoft uh, Forward. forward. Um, Give me a bit of Far Cry 6. It's always a bummer when they've got uh, a date ready for this announcement and then it just leaks a couple of days Ubisoft early. shit leaks all the time. Like it's... Con- like it's it's not a matter of if with Ubisoft, it's a matter of when. I mean, it wouldn't be an E3 season without some Ubi leaks. That's true. Like, it just comes hand in hand. And then they go, yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's pretty much what they did here. So credit to them for turning into the skid. They're like, hey, 
They're probably uh, used to it by now. Because like just... essentially what happened is that it, it leaked on the Hong Kong storefront where you could apparently pre-order it. It has the picture of uh, Esposito with a young child and then Far Cry 6 above his head. And like, you can't argue that. <laughs> Pretty on the nose. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so obviously it's no longer on the store now, but then there were attached screenshots with that. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Uh, everyone's like, ah, oh, ball bags. And then Ubisoft like, no, no, it's happening. And they, they showed a picture of, uh, a, a, sorry, a small clip of uh, Esposito's character lighting a cigarette, looking awesome. I understand it's probably a cutscene uh, render, but it looks pretty high quality, and I'm quite happy for it because I loved, I loved Far Cry Five, I loved uh, uh, New Dawn, uh, Four was pretty good. Uh, I didn't really play a lot of Four. Three was fantastic, of course. Two was good at the time, but if I have to play a game with fucking malaria again, I want to hang myself. Like I just can't. Two is not good. I've never been a big Far Cry guy, but Far Cry 5 won me over, so I think it's I'll so definitely good. check this one yeah, out. Yeah, like, the seeds were a great, great set of villains. And and I, especially as we discussed last week, with when you've got the, the villain of 3 also being a character out of the Breaking Bad mm. timeline, he plays, you know, Nacho in Better Call Saul. Um, like, you know you're, you're hitting some high-end actors, especially when you get Esposito as well. Mm. And he's, he is best known most people including myself as the big bad Gus Fring in Breaking Bad and I think he, he had such a power as that villain to represent like a calmness and a furious like and like just an intent but also being a very straight and clean performance right you know uh, sorry yeah not clean clean's not a word like very like uh, stoic yeah just kind of like you knew it was messed up you knew he was strong. You knew he was powerful. But it was just like very you know, locked in. I'm totally in. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% in. in. I can't wait. Um, I'm, I'm going to leave this story for you. Okay. Because I, I, I only put it in for you. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, over the week, there was a bit more information around WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Uh, as previously alluded to, it is an arcade wrestler. And will be drop arcade wrestling type game. And he's dropping on the 18th of September. That's this year. Uh, the title, which is uh, which is developed by NBA 2K Playgrounds to make a Saber Interactive, will feature 70 WWE superstars at launch, with more to be added in. Are post there even seventy WWE superstars at the moment? Uh, yeah, there's a fuck ton. Um, but they're sort of span- expanding over a bunch of different uh, eras. So on the cover alone, you see the likes of John Cena and like Bray Wyatt as the Fiend. Uh, you've got Asuka, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. You know Becky Lynch is going to be in there. You also see some of the older characters like um, uh, like Andre the Giant and Sergeant Slaughter, and I believe uh, oh, his name completely escapes me right now. Uh, Yokozuna is in there as well. So like they're really spreading it over the uh, over over the generations, and that will be a great way to sort of have a bit of fun with it and bring some new guys in. So the art style alone is very similar to the, the figures that are behind Max here, which you make you shift your shoulder just slightly. So these are the WWE uh, slam, slam crate uh, figures. They're exclusive to the loot crate style thing. I bought them all individually offline online. So they're very like um, weirdly proportioned, weird gangly arms, like o- over exaggerated torsos, etc. It looks fun. It looks silly. And it's probably what we are will be using, what I'll be using to predict pay-per-views in the future because it looks dumb. And then I love it. So, you know, you know, uh, John Cena wins by throwing Roman Reigns into an alligator. I'm like, yeah. Uh, in addition to the ex- exhibition online modes, the title will also feature a campaign where uh, where you'll complete uh, sorry compete for quote the chance to earn a WWE contract end quote. The blurb explains quote along the way you'll unlock new areas inspired by inspired by locations such as the Everglades, a military style boot camp, Mexico, New York, and Scotland, uh, while receiving guidance from legendary personalities including Stone Cold Steve Austin and Paul Heyman. There are two editions available for pre-order: the standard edition and the digital deluxe. Uh, both come with Edge if you are if you do pre-order. Though the latter option also includes all versions of Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and Ronda Rousey unlocked from the offset, as well as a one thousand one hundred dollars in-game gold golden bucks, which can be spent on cosmetics. Uh, now, when we did receive the uh, the PR blast, there's one thing I did notice in the lower section as well. They do mention that all everything is unlockable in game. There is nothing hidden behind. Uh, uh, you know, a pre-order or a paywall. Mm-hmm. However, 
there is clearly an in-game currency system here. And it's just, it's more of a situation of if you wanted to, you could buy them. But my concern is like how grindy is it going to be? Apparently playgrounds, NBA playgrounds is pretty fucking mm. grindy. It is. So it's a tough one. I'm excited because I was originally poo-pooed this game. When, we, when it was originally announced uh, back in start of the year, mm. start of the year. Yeah. Um, I was like, this looks dumb. But because it's been so long without a wrestling game, I'm like, and I'm back in. <laughs> it looks it looks good though. Like it, it looks like that fun kind of dumb. So hopefully you can yeah. use it to, to, to do your pre, uh, predictions. I'll hopefully it does have like a, a, a CPU versus CPU style. Yeah, or, or even some sort of like com versus com. creating cage matches or something. Mm. But if not, we'll just use 20 and watch the game explode. Quick bits. Yeah, man. Final Fantasy IX turned 20 this week. Fuck. Congratulations, Final Fantasy IX. Uh, I wanted to make this a, a bigger story, but I just couldn't find any more information than this. Sucker Punch has recently renewed the domain infamousthegame.com. Yeah, it means nothing. I, I have an issue with that because I think it's more of a just to maintaining control on your, on your intellectual property. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense. If it, were, if it was like infamous, because let's say what, we've got infamous and then infamous second son, and if they called it infamous third bloke. Bloke, third dude, or infamous the third. Yeah, infamous the third. This time it's personal. Like, <laughs> um, that's when you'd have a, a look into it. That's where you go. Okay, I wouldn't say no to when you infamous the game though. Yeah, like, me either. Know, feel feel free. But I, I, yeah, I don't see this as an indication that that is where they're going. I see this just as a maintaining of current IP. Uh, another quick bit that I didn't have listed here that I'll add now that I couldn't find too much more information on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that Warner Bros. Games is currently up for sale. That's correct. Uh, rumor has it that Microsoft are looking at them. Makes sense. I would. I don't want their games to be exclusive on Xbox. Now. Yeah, because that's that is because that would thing, be a cause... massive bummer. Because I want my Harry Potter RPG. <laughs> so that's that's the, that's the thing. So they're going to get access to TT games, all the Lego games. They're going to get access to the Arkham games, uh, Mortal Kombat. Like, there's a ton there if they pick it up, and I think it would be very silly of them. Um, to lock them behind Xbox, but I also don't. I don't also don't see them doing that. Uh, uh, mostly because the the mm, the way that Xbox are currently approaching right now, they're, 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 is we don't care how you play our games as long as it's you not play how them. you play. It's not how where you play them. It's how you play them. So yeah. I I think for that reason, if they were to pick it up, it wouldn't be an issue because they're not going to be locking it down behind anything. Excuse me while walking in. <laughs> Uh, Mafia Definitive Edition has been delayed until the 25th of September. <laughs> Taking to Twitter, the studio said, quote, Though we'd originally planned to release the game one month earlier on the 28th of August, finalizing everything in time for that launch date has become increasingly challenging due to the ongoing global pandemic. And the last thing we want to do is compromise the quality of the experience. Yeah, Hangar 13 goes on to say that it is committed to creating a worthy remake of the 2002 classic with many members of the team credited with working on the original title. Yeah, that's right. Nothing to do with number two, you know, being uh, of poor quality. It's, oh, it's COVID. COVID is the problem here. Nothing to do with the other game being subpar. Bringing back, now we have the top 10 PS4 games of the week. That's the game, best-selling games of in Australia. They are as follows. Do it in reverse order. In so reverse stop, order. Stop, leading, stop kicking off with number one. No, no worries. Number 10, UFC 3. Number 9, Need for Speed Heat. Number 8, NBA 2K20. Number 7, Shadow of War. Number 6, <laughs> FIFA 20. Number 5, The Last of Us Remastered. Number 4, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number 3, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number 2, Iron Man VR. Number 1, The Last of Us VR. SpongeBob got knocked out. Last of Us VR, Last of Us Part 2. Sponge- SpongeBob got knocked out. Oh, real, qu- real quick. I wonder if NBA 2K is in there because it's currently free. Uh, or, do it, they, or is it just physical sales? It's because it was like do. $7. I'm not even super recon, but this kind of feels better. Um, I know it was like, it was like $7. This is a casual podcast. Yeah, can... It's very cash. <laughs> What's going on? Jeez. Um, I forgot to look at the start. I wonder if we are getting a drop this week. Wonk. That's hard. Oh, thank you everyone for, for understanding as I sit here in major pain. <laughs> this is horrid, by the way. Like, I... You guys cannot 
We don't. Not no, blo- there's no, no drop. There's no drop. Anyway, that seems like a good time. Ghost anyway. of Tsushima is coming. Out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It's this next biggest up, biggest single uh, first party game. The final, final first party exclusive on the generation, and there's like, eh, whatever. Close it up. Done. Friday. It's coming out Friday. Yeah, man. So uh, yeah, we still haven't got hands on it yet, uh, which is cool. Uh, the embargo is Wednesday, I think. Wednesday. So keep an eye out for all all, the, all your uh, other PlayStation places. I don't know who's got it and who doesn't. Um, for their for the review of Ghost of Tsushima and Super Top Your Alley. God, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> Would you like me to wrap this up? Yes, please. <laughs> This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to be part in future conversations where you can watch the crazy, wacky, zany stuff we do live on camera, check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, Instagram. All the links are in the description below. And if you want to see it be super weird in person, you can. <laughs> Go to twitch.tv slash the where you can watch us record this show live. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to uh, places, share the conversation, tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. Uh, go to your uh, podcast, Surf's of Choice, five-star rating, all that mumbo-jumbo. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, like, subscribe, or leave a comment. We'd love to chat to you, and you can support us financially. Uh, Patreon.com slash thepopculturist. As well as I mentioned, I store popculturist.com slash shop. We can buy shirts, other assorted shit with our logos on it. Until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. God, everything fucking hurts. And that was for the players. <laughs> I'm so short that you're on your knees oh. and you're taller than me. <laughs> oh. <laughs>